0: lessons everyone this is Dale thank you so much for joining with me today on the word podcast <clears throat> let's just jump right into the word okay we're in first Peter and we've just completed looking at the first eight verses of the second chapter so let me back up and just read through these verses real quick to set the context for us and uh, first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 it says therefore <laughs> okay in light of what we've seen in uh, chapter one which dealt with the salvation that we have and who we are <clears throat> therefore putting aside all malice, and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, and come to him as a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, The stone which the builder rejected, this became the very cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a stone of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were also appointed. So, as we saw in the last episode, uh, there several quotes here from the Old Testament which speak of the choice cornerstone, the stone which the builder rejected. And these are all uh, references to Messiah that was yet to come that we know as the Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter was giving us some insight into uh, what happens. If we submit ourselves, if we believe, then he becomes the precious cornerstone. If we don't believe, if we're disobedient, if we reject the stone, then that very cornerstone would be the stone of stumbling, <clears throat> the rock of offense. And a couple of portions of the scripture in the Old Testament say it's the one that will actually crush. Okay, It will crush those who disbelieve. So verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2 says this, But, so after reading all that, there's reason I wanted to read those first day verses. After that, but you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Uh, Two powerful, powerful verses, one long sentence, which really gives us additional insight into who we are as the people of the Lord. And it also starts bringing some things together, because when you look at what Peter has written at this point in time, Mm -hmm. and several other portions of Scripture also, when these these apostles and folks were writing... It would nearly seem like, well, man, there's no hope for those that are in the world. There's no hope for those that are involved in these various sins and things. And nothing could be further from the truth. It's literally what uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, where he goes through this litany of just horrific sins. And then he says, and such were some of you, but you've been washed in the blood. You've been sanctified by the Spirit, et cetera. And he says, such were some of you. Here, Peter is telling us, who we really are, okay, who we really are. And again, it's, uh, he's quoting certain terms, certain phrases out of the Old Testament. We are a chosen generation. Uh, here in New American Standard, it says a chosen race, and uh, which is an interesting word because in the way that we use the word race in Western society, there really is no such thing as race. Okay, Biblically speaking, from the perspective of God, we are all one blood yes some are taller some are shorter some have straight hair some have curly hair some have light eyes some have dark eyes but from the way that the world views race no 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 <clears throat> we are one blood but there are different people groups there's no, there's no doubt about that. There's distinctions between people and where they lived and socioeconomic type of things, okay? But he says here that you are a chosen race, a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And then he actually sort of brings it all together in this next little phrase, a people for God's own possession. That's who we are. We are literally a people for God's own possession. The Lord desires to uh, possess us. The Lord desires to move in and through us. The Lord desires literally uh, to manifest his power and his presence through his people. Uh, as it were, to have his way with us. That is his desire. And that should be our desire that he would do so, right? So we're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people For God's own possession, to what purpose again? So that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of the darkness into His marvelous light. So we see what He's done here. He has called us out of darkness into light, out of that which was no hope, into that which is the total hope out of that where the world just wallers and just thinks that they're wonderful and everything into the truth of the purity of the light of the most high God. And so what we're to do, he says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, so that we may proclaim this, that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has done this. That is our purpose, is to proclaim the excellencies of the most high God who he is, what he has done. It. Our purpose is not so often what we see within the Western world, in the Western churches, of, of building up uh, organizational entities in the name of the Lord, unto the Lord. No, no, no. Our purpose is to proclaim the excellencies of him, and we sh- should do that in everything we do, <coughs> in every way that we do it, okay? Now the last part of the verse, verse 10. For you once were not a people. In other words, you were outside it. You were outside this whole thing, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Uh, such a, a juxtaposition between what what we once were and what we now what we now are. And this really is something that we are to rejoice over, folks. This is something that we're to live in. This is something that we are to understand that the Lord empowers us to live a life where we can proclaim the excellencies of who He is because of what He has done, that He's called us out of darkness, that we once weren't His people, that we had not received His mercy. But guess what? Now we are in the light. Now we are His people. Now we have received His mercy. If you're truly saved, proclaim this. Literally, shout it from the mountaintops. Everywhere you go, that's literally what the what we call the Great Commission means, that as you are going, everywhere we go, we are to proclaim this. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you so much for the time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.